You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by Chris and Ray. How are y'all doing? Good. Hot. Melting it's in Canada. Canada does get quite hot. We are, have been under a heat warning for the last few days. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we were talking before the show, and uh, I live in Central Texas, and it's just as hot up there as it is here. Like, it is just... Of course, if you're listening to this and you're probably in the continental U.S., uh, yeah, you're probably feeling the same thing or, or close to it. So it's yeah. it's ridiculous. So it's to the point well, that it's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have not. Um, we've had a lot of stuff going on, but we have not swam in our pool in quite a while because even at like eight, nine o'clock at night, it's like ninety, ninety-one degrees. It's like taking That's a bath. So it's not swimming. My aunt um, has an in-ground, uh, an enclosed in-ground pool in her house. Um, it's a therapy pool for my cousin who has a severe cerebral palsy, so it's a lot of hydrotherapy. Anyways, they keep it constantly, no matter what, at like 86, 87. It's not ref- – and then the hot tub that they have is usually like 104. Yeah. Like it, oh, yeah. It'll are they trying to cook someone? Like. Well, yeah, because it, it, they are. <laughs> But no, because it helped. Look, they, Derek, my cousin, doesn't use that, but he uh-huh. uses the. So it has to be warm all the time. So we've gone swimming, and it's just like, eh. and then the whole area gets really hot. You have to drink uh-huh. a lot of water when you go over there. The only time that that's fun, though, is that when it's ice cold outside. Oh yeah. When it's oh, the, then yeah, I'm sure it's fantastic. It's like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, it's great, but that's when it's only great. Like the rest of the time, it's not like. It's You'll not go there refreshing. in the summer. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally understand that. I have been in a heated swimming pool at, at in the winter time, and it's like your brain like kind of breaks a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. it's cold outside, but the pool is nice. So, yep. What is that? I'm swimming in December or January, really, for here. So, um, so this is episode 28 of Cre- of uh, Creatively Geeky. Um, I had a conversation with uh, Chris and Ray, and if you listen to the show, you know that. It probably seems like over the last several episodes, um, there's not been a lot of creativity going on. It seems like we're really kind of just mulling over our to-do list in some cases. Yep. So I talked about it, and um, we want to try something a little different. Um, I will flat out admit I am stealing this idea from another podcast. Uh, there was a very long-running podcast called um, uh, uh, Nerd Lunch. And those guys ended up uh, sunsetting that ep- that that show well over a year now. Uh, I think it may have been over two years now. Anyway, uh, another uh, group of guys kind of took it over and now call it After Lunch. And they have started co- something called the After Lunch Lounge where once a month – actually, they have to break into two episodes because it's so long. Uh, but they talk about just kind of what's going on. And I thought it would actually make – a lot of sense if we maybe kind of adapted that for this show. So we may stick with this new format. We may go back to the old format. We're going to see, we're just going to kind of play with it, see which, see which one we like. Um, hell, we may even switch back and forth. We may, you know, do the old, you know, the old format every other month and go back and forth. We'll see. So, um, so the way we're going to break it down is we've got 
four topics. We're going to hit at least three of them. We'll see if we hit all four of them. But uh, so I've 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 put forth three questions, technically four, uh, to the group, and we're just going to take turns going around and answering said question. Now, to make sure this doesn't go hours and hours and hours, mm-hmm. uh, I told everyone you're limited to one thing, one yeah. thing per per item. So I know uh, if you're not watching the video version, Ray just rolled his eyes at me. So, uh, so the questions are, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you thinking or thinking about? And then what are you doing? So we're going to start with what are you watching? Um, Would anyone like to go first? Sure. All right, Ray, what have you been watching? So the one that is the first thing that came to mind was Woodstock. Oh, okay. We watched oh, yeah. a documentary about Woodstock 99. On Netflix. On Netflix. I've seen this advertised. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Was it ever a... Three episodes. It was three episodes long. Mm-hmm. And because it's... We know... Like, we went to high school with people that went. Um, I remember being a shit show. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was as horrid as it was and how like how horrible those people were treated in there and it is fascinating really (laughs) yeah because it was sort of like because the 99 one was so we were in we were 17 yeah yeah this is before we started dating but um it was the 30th anniversary of woodstock uh woodstock 94 was relatively peaceful. It was it rained. There was mud everywhere. But the fence got broken into, so essentially half the people who were at the concert didn't pay. So they last they lost a lot of money because most of them had just walked right through the fence and didn't pay for mm-hmm. it. So this one in '99, they were hell bent on making money. So they had sold the the rights essentially to all the food to all these private vendors. And the vent, they were like, well, you do what you want now that you're in there. They, the, these kids essentially would walk in and security would confiscate all the water and all their, all food. their food. So they had no choice but to buy what was there at whatever mm-hmm. price it was at. So Bot- that's where it first went wrong. Yeah, bottles of water were at the beginning of the, the, the concert weekend, or the yeah. weekend on Friday started at $4 a bottle. Which doesn't seem like much now, but this is in 1999. No, yeah, that's a lot for 99, yeah. For a bottle of water. And it goes up from there as the weekend goes. Like, I don't want to give everything away. Like, it was yeah. just fascinating. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that the guy that did the original Woodstock was a part of Woodstock uh, 94 and 99. Mm-hmm. I thought, but um, he was one of the promoters for it. But he, he got somebody else to help him with 99. And that guy was such a douche. Uh, he's just an awful a human being. Fucking, yeah. Oh, just how can we get more money? That's all he cared yeah, about. Yeah, did not. I get more money out of this. And if he heard complaints, he was just like, he's like, oh, it's I don't know. Bad uh, it's a few bad I feel like I was listening to this uh, particular president. Yes, uh, that's <laughs> what it felt like. It felt like <laughs> we were. <laughs> that's what it did. That's what he was like. He refused to There's take good people on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did you watch the um, Fire Festival documentary? Yes. Yeah. So where would you comparable, worse, better? The I way prefer that... this one. Like, I prefer that this, how this one was done uh, because 
uh, it talks about some of the uh, horrendous acts that also occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows you how horrible we horribly we treated people back then, like as in women. Um, um, but in terms of like dumpster fire, just because fire festival didn't even really get to happen, right? Like, right. It wouldn't even take. It was a con from the get go, right? Yeah. But this was well, two hundred and fifty thousand people were there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and promises were made to these people. Um, like clean water. And one girl got trench mouth from drinking it. She had ulcers and like in her mouth and in on her tongue from drinking the contaminated water that was promised to be safe to drink. Oh wow. Because they had no other choice. They had the security had just confiscated everything. Yeah. Well, that, was, that was the the funniest part. Uh, again, we're we're probably giving too much away, but whatever. Uh they they do discuss how they hired their security. Their security were 18 to 20 something year olds. Hey, uh, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? You want to come make 500 bucks? Because oh, the because I think his name is Michael was Michael. Yeah. The gentleman who originally started Woodstock was was anti-government, so he didn't want a police presence at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was his whole thing. No, 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 no police, no government, no, 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 none of that. He was still trying to recapture that hippie vibe mm-hmm. except so when not, we were when we were that age there wasn't a hippie to be found that was our age we just that didn't exist there wasn't yeah. a part of the culture yeah so at the end of the day like after watching it um and the, the thing that i was telling chris was so these promoters went and got the hottest bands at the time yeah so back about like the original Woodstock, it was all about peace and love, and they got acts that were about anti-war, and everybody was on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Ninety-nine was all about money, right? And they hired bands that were anti-establishment. So when you are paying money to go see these bands, and you're, you know you're amping them up because this is anti-establishment and like this, the music that they're listening to. Like Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Limp Bizkit, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. There was just, yeah, like a lot of like oh, yeah. angry music. Yeah. And, and not that angry music is bad. Like I love no. all, all of those. But when you're already bands. pissed off. But when, as you get treated like shit, yeah. mm-hmm. and you get your rights taken away from some, in some instances, you're starting to get pissed off and you know shit happens yep yeah not a not a good not a good situation you <laughs> just one bad thing after the other and oh. then the way that the promoters handled it and the denial on their part was just denial to this day yeah they don't that's, take responsibility that's what i was shocked by yeah it's just no responsibility at all so anyway wow. so yeah, we'll watch it fascinating watch i I yeah, I thought it was a great, great. It was watch. really good, yeah. Nice, uh, Chris. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, so that was a good one, babe. Good job. Um, uh, we've been watching, and I've been watching. I got him hooked on it. It's this YouTube channel, and it's this girl named Danny. Her YouTube channel is DIY Danny. She's awesome. She's really cute. She's super nerdy. I've heard this I've name before, before, but I'm not ringing it. I've probably I, talked about it before. Okay. Um, 
so she she's super cute she lives in ontario i think in and around probably gta GTA or that side of ontario anyways um she yeah she just does these really cool things she's got she had a series where she made a greenhouse in her backyard she has a substantial backyard um and she broke it up into like four different episodes because she wanted to show like the entire process not one of those like look here's the before here's the after and you don't actually understand like how long it actually took her to do it because it's just about making you know the final product um and then she has another series that she's doing on youtube channel called um love it or thrift it or love it or something like that anyways the premise is is that these, these people have this item in their house and they love it but it doesn't quite fit their needs and they just they're either something's got to be done with it they're either going to keep it or they got to get rid of it and she takes it and diys the crap out of it like just makes Mm. it really awesome this latest episode was this couple um love to collect lego and they love to do lego sets together to the point where each one does a page of the lego set that's their like bonding thing okay awful to me because then that means i have control over my (laughs) um but they do, and they, collect, their own. Yes, and they collect them, and they have these display cases. And then in the middle, there was this, uh, just a standard uh, Calyx Ikea cabinet. And it's just black, and it, there's nothing to it. But, you know, they wanted to keep it, but what do they do with it? And she put legs on it. She put this smoked glass on top. She painted this really cool color. She made custom doors for the front. With little, with these really cool um, Lego shapes. Now, it doesn't mm-hmm. scream Lego, but it's this really cool homage to Lego. Anyways, yeah. they wound up keeping it, which is really cute. Yeah. But she does stuff like that. She's really funny. Her dog's name is Kenobi. She's a, she's a nerd. <laughs> she's a super nerd, and she does a lot of references in her videos and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But she's a very well-rounded in terms of what she likes to do. Like, it's anything from painting to um welding to um woodworking all that kind of, like everything what i like about her videos too is she shows when she fucks up yeah oh she's yeah like, she's like okay so this didn't work nice. yeah and here's how i'm gonna fix it yeah and so she does or she's like i had to start over yeah but she and admits it yeah she admits it so it's not like she's okay here's how it worked perfectly no it was right. So what the one that I remember is she made this um, tabletop oh, yeah. uh, that had a swirl in it, and so she created this jig so that it would um, it would automatically move out while with her rotor, mm-hmm. except that her rotor bit went too deep. It kind of came out a little bit and went too deep and actually went right through the wood, and so she's like, okay, well that didn't work. Um, so what she did was she epoxied it. Uh, back together because she's like okay I'm filling it anyway so and she went around and she actually took fixed her a couple it. tries though took her yeah. took her some tries and she talked about that and um, but she was able to mm-hmm. salvage it which is kind of cool so yeah 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 but she's really cute and I really like her um, her DIY channel she's yep. it's pretty regular like pretty once a week episodes mm-hmm. and they're decent they're not too long. They're, yeah, they're, I saw they're about 15 minutes. I've already subscribed yeah. to her. I'm gonna, I'll check I'll it out. Cool. She's so cool. She's in her early 30s, I think. She's got no kids, yeah. but she's got a great partner. His name's Jeff, who helps her with the math. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Double checks her math for her yeah. if she's not 100% sure. And you see him every once in a while, but she doesn't, um, she doesn't do any personal vlogs or anything like that. It's really just about 
what the project is. And she she's super creative, super nerdy, and yeah, she has she's got quite the collection of tools and stuff that Ray. Oh, she she to. has a track saw. I'm like, yes, I want a track saw so bad. Like, spend seven hundred dollars on that right now. No. DIYs she and and realistic ones because it's not these big massive projects like she's not she's not taking on anything really specific and where you would need like a lot of hours logged to be able to do something like that it's very approachable very cool yeah like I said I already I already uh looked it up and I was like okay I'm gonna subscribe to this and she's super cute and she has really cute pewter lilac hair all the yeah. time it's really cute <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say what color is the hair not that i can really like tell but pretty pewter purple yeah. hair and she's got this really cool tattoo that goes all the way up around it's really simple anyways she's cool check her out nice um the thing that i picked there once again there are several things i could pick but the one that i'm going to go with is um i went and saw thor 11 thunder uh have y'all seen it yet yes okay good um, this was odd to me because this is the first time in many, many years that I went and watched it by myself. I did not have Jennifer. I did not have Lainey or Joseph. It was just me. And I'm like, well, this is the new normal. So, um, it was in a smaller theater because it's been out for several weeks, but I did finally get get to go see it. And I had to go, I had to go see it because I've seen every other Marvel movie in the theater, and I would be damned if I let <laughs> anything, you know, get by. So, um, <clears throat> um, I enjoyed it. It was, it's definitely not the best Marvel movie. Um, I think I, I if we're gonna rate just the Thor movies, I would put it as probably number number two on my list. Um. I don't know. I don't know. It, I don't know what it was. I just I didn't find it as funny as uh, or as engaging as um, uh, uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think and I I, I was kind of thinking about it, why I, I thought and felt that way. And I think the reason is, is um, we were still building up to uh, Infinity War. So it felt like this still had, it had stakes to it. Like, you know, whatever happens in this movie is going to have, you know, a direct play into, you know, the big event. And now it's just kind of like, okay, we're at the beginning of, well, kind of at the beginning of the next big thing that's going to end up happening. Um, apparently it's going to be secret war. So it's like, okay, um, I don't know how much influence this is going to have, you know, with, with the rest of the MCU. Um, I mean, I loved all the, the interactions were, were awesome. I love seeing how Asgard has become, you know, the, its own thing unto itself on Earth, which is which is awesome. Um, but uh, and, you know, I like seeing that interaction, you know, with the Guardians and him. You know, he's like, all right, well, it's, it's time for me to kind of go do my own thing or whatever. So um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I was let down by the, the scene with the other gods, uh, but I think a lot of that had already been given up in the ads. So I was like, OK, I kind of know what's going to happen here or whatever. So. Uh, that being said, it was, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It it had a, you know, awesome soundtrack. Like the whole, Christy would have fucking loved the entire soundtrack. So, uh, but, uh, no, I had a, I mean, I had a good time with it. So, um, I, there's definitely been a, quite a few other Marvel movies. I have not enjoyed as much as I did going to see this one. It was just one of those things. Like I said, I walked out and I was just like, okay, 
this was a good one. Yeah. It wasn't as good as Ragnarok, but it was it was good. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I agree. I think yeah, I think that's fair. I um, I, this one had some beautiful aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So when they were in that uh, in that realm where there's like no color, and then they bring out the the different weapons, and that's what lights the the color up. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Um, that being said, though, this I I'm having a hard time with, and I understand, I understand, but Marvel gets rid of some very good villains. Yes. And they don't hold on to them. And it's like a one and done thing, and I'm like, fuck, you still haven't learned your lesson on that. Like, gore, gore in the comics is it? It takes three different versions of Thor to take down Gore in uh, in the comics, and mm-hmm. he's just such a threat. Now in this one, you felt like he was a threat, but he was creepy looking. Oh yeah, and then that's intentional. I know, but I was getting creeped out. I'm like, I can't keep showing. <laughs> I can't. Well, I, I do appreciate the the reason why they kept the nose, uh, because in the comics he doesn't have a nose. Um, oh God, they kept that. He well, looked like Voldemort. And that's what they said. They said no, nope, <laughs> nope. Um, we're gonna we're gonna not do that. Uh, the other the other thing that I uh, it was a bit of a missed opportunity. Um, the Necro Sword is actually very important in in the uh, in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you aware of who? No, I'm not. So the person that created the Necro Sword is Null, mm-hmm. uh, who is the god of all uh, symbionts. Oh, okay. And so the reason why he gets corrupted by the sword is because that's part of null he it's the original symbiote oh okay that makes sense so and that's what how it corrupts him and stuff so uh i was like oh shit they just ah (laughs) yeah it seems like we're back to early days of of marvel uh like you said and that is one of the big things is the one and done bad guy like it's i especially with spider-man it's like you don't we don't have to kill the bad guy. Like we can, they can be locked up. It's perfectly fine. If the end of the movie is they didn't die. I'm just bringing them to justice. They have the raft. Who's on the raft. They introduced it in the book. There's hardly anybody there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, that was kind of a thing. And I'm just like, and the, whole, and the other thing when I walked out, bringing that, what you said, this brings it up is are, are some of these things just going to be loose ends that we're not going to see, or is it still way far down? So, like, uh, at the end of the second Guardians movie, we yes. were introduced to, you know, an upcoming villain. Yes. So well, I haven't seen him yet. Uh, well, so. and did, did you hear the interview with no. James Gunn? He, Adam was supposed to be in uh, Guardians 2. Uh-huh. And, and then he was taken out because there was just too much going on. Okay. So... He but was. still, that's a loose end right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now, uh, I guess they He's are going to be paying back. it off. Yeah, they will be paying it off. Okay. Uh, but will uh, it's, what, 12 years yeah. after Guardians 2? No, no, not 12 years. Eight, well, eight. that and didn't <laughs> Thanos decimate that planet, like, to get one of the stones? Not that particular one, no. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was it. No, that's right. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the other one, so. um, But, like, so the afterlife, I'm like, okay, so is it just... Those who have been deemed worthy under or 
is this just the afterlife? Is this just a doorway to bring anyone back at this point? Um, um, and then I'm like, well, are we actually going to see some more of uh, of um, Hercules? Or is this just a, oh, we might see, but we probably got bigger and better things to do. So Yeah, I'd so, like to see Hercules because Hercules, I could see Hercules taking the place of... Um, for the for the Dark Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, it was Ares that they used in place of Thor. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe they're going to use that. Would be an interesting swap out, yeah. So and then okay. that you get your Dark Avengers, and which would be the Thunderbolts. Yeah, right? that would be interesting. So yeah, but like I said, it's just it just feels like I knew. I pretty much felt like. Gore was not going to be going anything further, so it's just like, all right, he's a one and done, and maybe some of this stuff kind of has a big impact. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's all minor, but you know, it's we're a little ways out before we start getting, you know, we've got the roadmap for the next two years, so we'll just kind of see how it goes. So I think that's why I didn't like, um, or I had a hard time being engaged by the second Doctor Strange movie. Like you saying that now they're moving into a different their new phase so these movies are setting up what's coming and because Mm -hmm. i'm not well versed i can't pull it out i can't see where they're going so i'm just like "Eh." so maybe i'll like it after i know more and i can go back and be like oh yeah because right now i'm just like "Mm." so right now it feels like we're just floating we're just jumping from one thing to another yeah it feels all over the place because we knew thanos was coming way back at the beginning like we knew thanos was coming in the first but, Avengers movie. Yeah, they were yeah. that they, they've been hinting at him for a long time. So yeah. this just feels, yeah, like they're floating. They're kind of, yeah. but that it's floating into something. You just well, don't. right now it feels like we're just floating out to multiple universes, and we're not anywhere closer to bringing them back. It's just like let's keep exploring. Yeah. Well, and and that's what. So I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, he because he was like he's getting frustrated by Marvel right now because he's like, listen, they they keep bringing. Like I don't care about these characters right now. I'm like I know, but here, here's what's happening. And, and he was disappointed by Thor, and he was also disappointed by Doctor Strange too. And I said, yeah, it was Jacob. <laughs> uh, and I said, what's likely happening is they have they're in an introductions phase again, which is what you were saying. Yeah. And so, but they also have these characters that we know about, and they 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 need something for them to do. They don't know, you know, so they're, they they have these little side stories for them so that they're, it's not like a massive event where we need more people. But, and again, I just, I feel like they missed the mark on Doctor Strange was just, they they could have brought so much more to that one. And I, I, I it was likely due to COVID that they didn't, but mm-hmm. anyway. So anyway, I, I just said that it will get, as we get into the next phase and the phase after that, um, yeah, it will feel more cohesive. But right now, we are. We're still exploring and figuring out who's who. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's move on to what we've been listening to. Ray? Listening to? Well, I've only been really listening to one thing, and that's oh, the yeah. Skippy Books. <laughs> <laughs> the Expeditionary Force, yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm on to, if you've been listening to Marginally Geeky, uh, so I'm on to the fifth book. Uh, which is uh, zero hour. Um, yeah, it's it's still really good. It's still fun. It's still Skippy's a pain in the ass, and 
Yep. Nagatha's a sweetheart, and <laughs> I just love the name Nagatha Christie. That is just the best freaking name. Like, are you serious? Yes. Yes. She names her Nagatha. But then they were like, "Are you sure?" Oh, she's nagging him. Oh. So she yes. <laughs> so everyone's like, "That's not nice. We're not gonna call her Nagatha." And they're like, "No, she kind of like has accepted it and was like, oh no, I'm going to own this name.' And it's just like, "All right, cool. If you're cool with it, we're cool with it." So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and she's like, um, oh, the the old English uh, cook, uh, Ju- Julia, Ju- Julia Child. Julia Child. She sounds yes. child. Yes. Yes. I thought it was funny. So. Yeah, it is. Anyway, yeah, so I've been listening to that. Uh, quite enjoy it. Um, Quinn's on the book three or four, four now, I think. So he's, but he's catch- right behind you. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's catching up pretty quick now. So he listens to it like four or five hours a day too. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, I know. Not a whole lot for him to do. No. So anyway, yeah. Uh, and I'd rather him be listening to that than, you know, just watching other stuff. So, yeah. Um, I have completed book 12 and I got two credits. We were talking about this before the show. I've got credits. So I will move on to, Book 13 and 14, which is the current, most recent version. Uh, Sean was telling me there are a couple of other offshoot books that I skipped. Um, and who knows, I may end up going back and and picking those up. If nothing else catches my eye before then, I may go back and pick those up. Um, he was a little worried that he's like, well, they kind of explain it in the other books. I'm like, yeah, but it, it's a little different having it explained and actually living through it. Because there's so much stuff going on in this book series, I'll probably be like, oh, that's right, they mentioned that. Oh, that's right. And never see it coming. So, which would be perfectly fine with me. It'd be like listening to it kind of for for the first time anyway. So, Uh, Chris, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to A Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, This is the sequel to um, Name of the Wind. And it's a meaty book. But it's not in the sense that it's (laughs) not a lot happens because it's him talking to this his name's chronicler so chronicler is this he's a scribe he writes you know he he writes stories that's his thing he did go to the academy which is like this wizards they call it sympathy instead of magic and um he's heard all these stories of of quoth and comes to this inn and realizes that the guy who's behind the bar is this legendary quoth guy except why are you at a bar? Why are you being an innkeeper? You're like this legendary dude and mm-hmm. who goes by the name of Coat. And so something happens. I can't remember because that happened a while ago in that first book. But he's like, okay, I'll make you a deal. I will tell you my story. I will tell you. But I'm the only one who gets to tell you, and you, have, and you are going to have exclusive rights. You have to write it verbatim. Verbatim. Get ready. How fast can you write? And so that's basically the whole book is like it checks back into present present time mm-hmm. and he's explaining things whatever so, thing, and things happen but um, the majority of it is his life he's telling chronicler his life it's him telling him his memoir and the first book is from um, it starts off with his, he's a Dima Rue which is this kind of gypsy type race where they're very nomadic but they're you know they're actors and minstrels and stuff like that but they're looked down on um 
And uh, that's where he grew up. And his parents were parents and whole entire troop were murdered by these kind of supernatural beings called the Chandri, except nobody believes in them. And they're just a myth. And what are you talking about, kid? And so it starts off there and then goes through his, you know, three years of being homeless in the city, trying to get to this academy so he could become a wizard. He is brilliant, like Sheldon level smart. Um, and gets to be this um, in the academy he gets on just on his wits alone he burns through like all these steps really quickly he gets a reputation for himself and that's when he's 15 and the majority of the book is when he's 15 years old and he's explaining all of his adventures and the people who he meets it's not a lot of characters um, but it's not a fast-paced book mm-hmm. at all at any point <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> she, she was listening to it and like a week later i'm like oh okay so like how old is he now oh no he's still the same age he's still the same age I'm he's like, like a week older <laughs> what? And, then, and then i check in oh no he's two years older now oh so a lot happened no no <laughs> not really oh like a lot not but then this this new one uh, a wise man fears literally picks up right where the other one left off like um like quarter share and half share and all that like it's literally right when he picks up and he's still obsessed with finding the chandry and he's scouring the um the archives of this academy for some mention of anything of the chandry and he's he's seen them since and he's like you know, they're real and um so i'm at that part now where he's finding and he's poor he's poor the entire time he's got no money and he's been scripting and saving he's a really great loop player he's been playing and getting money just from that and he finally finds a patron who will pay for this so he can actually put some time and effort into trying to find a chandry and that's kind of where i'm at right now but i i still have like 25 hours left so nothing's really happened since i no nothing's really happened but i because wow. i'm like okay well now like i'm really invested in this kid like i've I feel for him. He's Patrick Rothfuss is really great at creating really com like not com- maybe complex characters, but like you root for them. You want to root for this kid. You're like, oh, buddy, maybe don't do that. You did it anyway. Okay, do you? And he does. And it's not like this perfect story where the hero always gets his way and he's got these big massive plans. And it's like I- shit happens to this poor kid. He get beats up. He gets beat up. He gets robbed. He you know, he gets, he dies almost more than once. Um, he's just, you know, he's, Spoilers. he gets some wins and he, you know, and there's, it's, sometimes it seems there's more losses than wins. And then sometimes there's more wins than losses. And, but it's just his life. And it's interesting. It's interesting. He almost feels like a historic character that actually lived with the amount of detail that Patrick's gone into this. I will give it another attempt someday. Don't, it's not, like I said, it's not, it's very like Tolkien, where Tolkien was building the world and like any battle scene only happened for like a page and See, then the battle scene was over, right? I, I think my mistake though was I didn't read it. I was trying to listen to it. Oh yeah, and I bought I, the I books. Think, I think I need to read it. Yeah. I need to physically read this one rather than listen to some guy drone on for 25 some odd hours. Gotcha. The first book is... <laughs> like 800 and something pages and then the second book is 1100 wow which is not that's about that's yeah that's pretty much not that's the that's book, a good size but i've <laughs> got a few books that are 1100 1200 pages so it's not 
out of the question. But when you realize that 1,100 pages equals 35 hours of Audible, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. You'd, yeah, but if you like really um, character focus and really into the nitty gritty details of this world that he's created, and it's not so much about the the um, it's not fast paced, but if you like a good, it, it, it gets you in. I'm hooked. I need to know what happens to this kid. And the third book's not even out yet. <laughs> and this one, this uh, Wise Man's Fear, was published in 2011, I think, or something like that. So it's been a while. It, I know. It's been a while. Yep. It's been a while. Apparently, he's writing it, but I don't like, I don't know how you could write an 1100 page manuscript in anything other than like several years. How do you write that much? Especially if you want to edit it and everything else. Editing it and all these things you have to include, all these loose ends you have to tie up. Where are you going to take the story next and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But yes, Wise Man Fear by Patrick Blackfuss. Um, I am not going to do a book. I'm actually going to talk about music that I'm listening to. Um, so I don't even know how I got started on it. I'm it maybe one of those rare times that uh. Uh, YouTube has recommended something to me, and I've actually been like, oh, I kind of like this. Um, so I have, I, I probably need to just like curate a, an actual list, playlist on YouTube, but uh, it started off with me just um, looking up uh, Disney songs, rock covers, and uh, I found um, I found several that I really like. There's a, a, a group that does several different versions are uh, several different songs that I've kind of gotten hooked on. Um, the group's name is No Resolve, and um, so, I've so, heard sorry? No Resolve. No Resolve, got it. And um, so, like the the first one that they did that I, I found that I liked was um, a rock cover of uh, Surface Pressure from Encanto, and uh, they do a really good job with that. Well, he, and I've gotten grown to even like it even more. They also do a uh, rock cover of um, How Far I'll Go from Moana, and it's it's fantastic. It, I like the way they cover it because um, they really kind of let go and just and like really push the lyrics and really push the sound when they want to, you know, when they need to. Um, they've also covered some other things and they they're not Disney related, but they show up because of this. Uh, they did a rock cover of um, the Greatest Show, and uh, it, it it's pretty good. But the one I'm really digging right now is they did a rock cover of uh, Danger Zone. And it's it's really good. I mean, as much as I love the original, this was this is this is perfectly acceptable to listen to. Um, it's funny because it also leads me into some other people um, that have done rock or punk version covers of other songs. And as much as I like the song "Let It Go," I have yet to find one that I think is unchained. Like it just it seems like they they limit it. it the original, like she just like went all out with the song and I feel like the rock version they're holding back or they're just not, they're not hitting the high as hard as they should. Um, but there's some decent versions of it out there. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to. So, I mean, um, like there's a punk version I'm seeing that's coming up right now of, uh, uh, we don't talk about Bruno. I don't know how well that would go. The, we don't talk about Bruno. The reason why that song is so fantastic is just because of how the the voices meld together, especially during that last that last segment. Like you can literally just keep listening to it and just tune into each 
each different version, like, you know, the, 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 the brother and sister-in-law singing or, uh, the younger brother singing or whatever. And just, uh, that's kind of what makes that one so interesting. So I don't know how well that would go, but yeah, there's just, you know, I, I got started with this and I've started looking at it and I'm just like, yeah, I like, I like hearing metal and punk and, and uh, rock versions of some of these songs. So have you ever listened to me first in the Gimme Gimme's? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of punk band members, members that got together mm-hmm. for no effects's um, uh, lead singer was the singer for me first as well. Anyway, you name it, they've covered it. Uh, they've covered... Um, they do show tunes. A lot of show tunes. And okay. It's really uh, and cool. it's all punk. It's all... Yeah. And that's uh, fun. Listening to a show tune done in a different... Like in a harder style is, is oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, Over the Rainbow, which was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, they did some opera stuff. Few um, of my favorite things. Yeah, they've done favorite things. Um They've done country songs uh, and made them punk. Okay. Um, so you name it, it's out there. They, they send me uh, the name. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, so, I will okay. send it to you now because uh, it is really fun. Um, they did uh, ca- uh, cabaret, cabaret mm-hmm. uh, and it starts off nice and slow, and then it picks up, and yeah. it's it's fun. Yeah. yeah. So. Nice. Uh, one of the other things that, that tends to come up when I look this up, and it's one of Alex's favorite things to listen to, is um, – oh, I'd have to look it up again real quick. Let me see. I've, I've got to find it because it is it is worth checking out if you've never heard it. Um, let's see. Disney Songs and Rock. It is uh, Jonathan Young. Um, it's his it's his, it's his his page. He's got 11 million viewers. Um, but it's a um, – metal version of the pokemon theme <laughs> oh quinn would like that and he has jason page the guy who originally sang the theme for pokemon on there yeah. with him so like oh. he does the first part he did the other guy jason does the second part and then they come back for the third part and it's it's just so well done it's just fantastic that song also very much rocked out anyway um there's a guy i follow on instagram i can't think of his name right now but he likes to do a lot of things like how the band reacted whenever so-and-so so-and-so was done or whatever. And uh, like, he'll even do things like, um, like the, the, the Wii sports music, like whenever the, the uh, clarinet part comes in or whatever, like they're all just kind of sitting around rocking like this. And then when the guy comes in and starts playing, they're all like, like it, like that was the mind blowing part. But yeah, he talks about like, you know, uh, Hey, I need you to write a song for this, for this cartoon, you know, just, just just come up with something and it comes back and it's like, all right, here's what we got. And just like, you know, just lays it down. It's like, why did you go so hard on a fucking <laughs> on Pokemon? Like, what made you decide that this was the best thing to do is just, yeah, it's awesome. So, um, all right, Ray, what are you, uh, what are you thinking about? You thinking about that? I have you been thinking about me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the back of my mind, for a few months now, I keep thinking about wanting to get my guitar out and just jam for a bit and try and relearn some songs that I've lost. And um, yeah, it is, it's an itch and mm-hmm. it keeps getting worse. And it's like, I have no time for it, but I keep thinking about it. Uh, so it is definitely on my, 
I got to get it out at some point. And so, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, just keeps coming back. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> is, it, is it something in particular you're wanting to play? Is it is it just like you don't want to lose it? So you're. There's a, there's a part of not wanting to lose it, but there's a mm-hmm. part. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have this. Uh, I, <laughs> I have these daydreams once in a while where I'll put. I'll, uh, I'll actually record something and put it up on YouTube just uh, and do my own little covers. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they'd be any good or not, but, you know, just it'd be nice to to do that and get it out and just to just have fun with it. Right. Um, yeah. I love singing along to Tenacious D, me first in the Gimme Gimme's, uh, doing a bunch of that kind of stuff. Actually, uh, there's a guy. I friggin love this guy. Uh, I have to find him on YouTube. Um, he inspires the the kind of music that I love. Like he does all the Blink One Eighty Two covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Melton is his name, uh, and he just did a bunch. Uh, he did one YouTube video uh, where he he played. Um, oh, what song was it? Anyway, he played a song, and he said, the, and he. It was just the bass and the drums, and he played it in different, as if different bands were playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, it was awesome. Like, cause he, you could actually hear those different versions of it. Like, like when the two was one of them, uh, Foo Fighters was another one. Um, and he, and he's able to change the way that he plays the guitar and the bass, or sorry, not the guitar, the the bass and the, uh, and the drums. Mm-hmm. It just it alters the song just enough. And anyway, I, I, I look at that kind of stuff. I'm like, fuck yeah, I need to get back into that and, and have fun with it again. And gotcha. Uh, yeah. Very cool. I miss playing um, guitar. <laughs> um, oh, Chris got up for a second. So I guess I'll jump in. So what I've been thinking about, um, balance in my life. <laughs> uh, We're getting heavy. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little heavy. Um, There's just so much stuff going on. So uh, as we record this, I've already been back on contract for several, for at least a month or so. Um, My partner and I are actually getting a lot of work done. Uh, We've had some roadblocks removed so that we can actually move forward on several different things. So things seem like they're going pretty well at work. Um, Christy started back to work this week. And uh, so we're already starting to shift. It's like, okay. Now we're both at work, so one of us isn't home to cook and clean and everything else, so now we've got to figure out how to get all that done. Uh, the boys have not started back yet. They start back next week, or not this coming week, but the week after. But they started back on soccer this week, so two nights of the week, we're already, you know, that, that basically they're shot. They, that's, by the time we get home, we could try to eat something really quick, but it's so hot outside, it's like, do we really want them to eat beforehand and possibly just not do well at soccer so we've been like okay well just kind of eat like a snack or whatever and then we'll eat something after you know after soccer so now it's 7 30 8 o'clock at night you know trying to eat something real quick get ready for bed it you know but on top of that so um if you listen to this show i had an nda project that i worked for worked on for a while back and um I've been contacted about it again and they're wanting to move forward again and it's good money. I just don't know if I have the time because I've got work, I've got home stuff. But on top of that, I've also got 
I've got seven or eight matrixes that I have that have been printed and are ready to go. I think I have all the parts and everything for them. They're sitting here. They've been waiting to be put together for over a month. I just have not felt like it. And I got contacted by my dude, Carl. Carl was like, Hey, are you still selling them? Because uh, I've got some people kind of asking about them. I'm like, yeah, I should hopefully have them up and ready by the end of the month. So I've got that. I need to start working on that. Um, I, don't feel like I've done anything creative, like moving forward, like with my proton pack, like the next thing I need to do is I need to get the electronics finished on this or whatever and sent off so I can get the boards back and do all that stuff because there's some really cool Ghostbuster stuff coming up here. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to figure out how to stay balanced. In a lot of cases, I feel like I'm just not doing anything, but it's also, I'm afraid of going one, you know, too far one way or the other. I'm trying to also, you know, be there for my wife. Her grandmother just passed away week, last week. And so, uh, like last night, we went to a concert and uh, we had been, we scheduled this back in April and we had a lot of fun doing that. Um, go, doing all this stuff, you know, my boys were really good. They were, they stayed at their grandparents. Well, they st- we were out of town for at least a week or more and uh, they were really good. So I took them to an arcade and we had a, we had a blast doing that, and it's just, um, you know, trying to stay balanced with everything that's going on, and and still trying to find not to push myself too far. Like I'm, um, my knee is getting better. It's it's almost 100 percent, but now I've got like so I did something to my back, and like if I sleep wrong, I wake up for the first five or ten minutes, I'm just like, oh god, I'm getting old. What's going on? Um, but I. It's also been the heat. The heat has just been killer. Like I don't, I get home and I don't want to do anything but sit on in the recliner with a cat in my lap and watch TV. Uh, I don't get to do that much, but that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, and then when I have energy, I'm just like at work or something. I'm like, damn, I should have, I should have been doing this last night. I should have been doing that, or I should have been doing something instead of just sitting there and. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, you you wake up, you have energy in the morning. Well, kind of, sort of, and. And then by the time of the end of the day, when you maybe can actually work on something, you're just like, no, I'm exhausted. Just screw this. I'm taking a shower and going to bed. So, uh, but yeah, trying to find balance right now is is what I've been constantly thinking about. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It's like shifts and changes. Oh yeah. Yeah, all the time. Well, <laughs> talking about balance, right? <laughs> There's enough going on right now. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what have you been thinking about? Oh, um, nothing that profound about balance. Um, although that is something I feel like as an adult is always a constant struggle because you're always like bombarded with messages of constantly being productive and you only have 24 hours in a day and hustle, hustle, hustle. And if you take time for yourself, well, you still should make it productive and, you know, not, you know, the whole, cause I have a hard time taking a rest, like just a day if my energy's low, like really listening to that mm-hmm. um, and just honoring that it's, it's hard. Um, being adult is hard, you know, it's complicated. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but that's not what I have been thinking about. The thing that I've been thinking about is I've been kind of fiddling around with the story for, oh God, really, you know, this past year. And I had to stop because I just didn't like it. I didn't like where it was going. I didn't like, 
I, I just got frustrated and I felt stuck. So I just stopped. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop. And it'll be one of those things where I'll have a moment where I'm like, oh, that's it. And then it'll all fall into place. And I haven't had that yet. And yesterday I spent some time kind of pulling it apart because there's two different points of view right now. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with what I thought was going to be my main character, who I thought this story was going to be about. And I just do not like writing about her. I just don't. I find it awkward and tedious. And it's just like, this isn't this isn't her story. This isn't about her. But mm-hmm. I'm forcing it. I feel like I'm forcing it. And so the other character's point of view, I like. And I got more excited writing her point of view. And I only did it, I think, for two chapters than I yeah. was the other one. And it was just like, okay, maybe... I just split it off right now. Maybe what I need to do is flesh out this part more. Maybe that's the problem is that I need to flesh out the world more. Mm-hmm. I start writing about these characters. Maybe that's the problem. But I, yeah, the motivation is really hard to get, to just sit down and type anything to really want to fix it. It's just, it's frustrating. And I know it's all part of the creative process and, and stuff like that, but normally what I like before when I would write all the time, if I had a story, usually it just things just clicked into place and I could just sit and write and write and write and write. And it all just seemed to keep going. But this time around, now that I'm trying to start it up again after taking like a decade off, I am rusty. <laughs> there's a battle going on outside of my door yeah. if that if you're hearing banging that's what it is yeah. the baby is uh in full in full bore mode going <laughs> after his brother so uh i feel very rusty i feel like i've i've uh is there's a part of me that feels like i sort of that moment of time was a lightning in a bottle and i sort of used it all up and then now that i'm trying to do it again there's nothing left so that's sort of how I'm feeling a little bit. Is that like, that was. That's not true though. <laughs> this is what we've been thinking about. I know. <laughs> um, so that's how I feel like creatively. It was like for, for like a couple of years, it was really easy. Like it just poured out of me. It was super mm-hmm. easy to come up with ideas. It was super easy to just let it all happen. But part of the problem with doing that is that it was, it was all consuming to the point where it was, it was making me feel crazed. And that's why I had to stop because it was just like, this is literally driving me crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not engaging in the real world anymore. I'm constantly in my head all the time. And it's, it was, yeah, a bit of a scary place to be. I felt very manic. And then now that I'm in a much more mentally stable place, trying to, to start up this creative endeavor again, it's, it's really, really like pulling it's like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, crap, cliche, but it is. It's like pulling teeth. It's like trying to extract that creative energy I've had before and, and feeling like it's not there anymore. And I used it all up in like this frenzied two years of writing. So that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Ray. I don't <laughs> think it's all used up. I would say it's probably more like you hear a lot of writers talk about it's it's a muscle like anything else and you stopped using it for a while and you're just trying to work it back out and as you keep going i'm sure it'll 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 get better but it also sounds like 
what you said, you know, your your original character you were going to focus on, you're like not in love with, and you've found more interest in this other one. So I would say, yeah, maybe focus on the world a little bit, but I'd say just follow the other person and see where it goes. Yeah, and that's what I did yesterday is I read um, what I'd written about that character, and I liked it, and it's just – yeah, I just I don't know what to do with the story. I have no idea what to do with it. It just feels all of it feels very forced. And like I'm trying to make something. I'm trying to put these ideas that I have together and it's not working. So it's almost as if I have to. Part of me also thinks that I need to just start with something I'd never thought of before because I'm using old characters and sort of revamping the story that I that I thought about like. 10, 11 years ago, and I'm trying to rework that, and I'm thinking maybe I just need to start with something that I never, I'm not reworking anything that I thought of like 10, 12 years ago. I'm doing something completely fresh that's now, and that I can work with my energy levels and my where I am in life now instead of trying to recapture something that happened when I was like in my late twenties, early thirties. I would definitely say that. Cause you're definitely a different person from oh, yeah. that time point. Like you're, you're, I'm sure you're just your physicality, your mentality, your, your maturity, everything is a hundred percent different than it was back then. So yeah, you're definitely going to look at it as a different way. Cause you probably were like, Oh no, I like this character. Now you're just like, that character's a bitch. I don't like that person. <laughs> it's the world that I created before, right? Like it was mm-hmm. that I created and I didn't fully flesh out the world. It was like these ideas that I had and I wrote it the first, initially I wrote it from an 18 year old's point of view uh-huh. and I'm trying to, cause I did a lot of young adult writing back then. And now I don't feel like, cause I don't like reading young adult anymore. I don't, that's not where I am. And so I feel like I don't want to, I don't personally want to write about it. There's enough out there. I don't right. want to write about angsty teenagers. I live with teenagers. That's enough. And um, so, yeah, that's enough, you know, for personal experience. I don't need to read about <laughs> it or write about it. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to rework this world that I created for a teenager. And I'm trying to make it that world for a 40-year-old because I'm 40. And it's just not working at all. It still feels like it's very young adult. And I'm like, I don't want to write young adult. I really don't want to do this right now. Maybe later on, I go back and feel like I'm in a good, you know, I'm in a different place creatively that I can go back and maybe do that. But like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. (laughs) Really don't. And uh, yeah, so maybe I have to just think of come up with something that's completely new and different. What do you have to say about all this? I think it's a good idea. No, I think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited that you're writing again. I am too. Thank you. (laughs) Quinn's writing and Quinn is good. He's really good. It's it's crazy because he's, because of the communication disorder, words are hard for him to get out. Mm-hmm. But when you read what's in his head, it's like, damn, all right. Nice. It's Yeah, it's not what comes out. If you try to verbalize the story, that's not what comes out. But when you read it, it's like, oh. yeah. yeah, it's really good. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely think uh, I'm like you. Like, there's some young adult stuff that I can go back and kind of read. But even like that, that series that we I talked about on Marginally Geeky that I had read that, 
it was three books and it was about superheroes and they were like all jackasses and there was a group that was trying to kill them a little bit kind of in the vein of uh of uh like uh the boys or whatever but definitely not as graphic and um and i, I remember reading it and i thought well this is okay and then sean was like well you realize i was a young adult when i was like no i didn't realize that but it totally makes sense it's totally why i'm just like just fucking tell the girl you like her like come on because that's the point of in my life i'm at like if if god forbid i was back in the dating world i I, not even mentioned this to to jennifer i'd be like no i wouldn't be playing games be like no listen so i kind of like you i hope you like me let's see where this goes i'm not playing any fucking game fuck that so uh but yeah it um yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. So, And, I, you know, here's the thing. Like, I've always had this thought in the back of my head. Like, there's just been this, like, little spark of a story, and I've never gone anything with it or whatever. But it basically evolves around a guy that has to – he's had superpowers forever and has hid them and has a home and a family or whatever. And there's a tornado coming, and he's just like, God, please, please stop this. Do not make me do this. And – he ends up like basically blasting away this tornado to save his family and his home. And he just knows he's just revealed it to, I don't know. I've never figured out what is, you know, an alien race that's been hunting him down, you know, other, other super beings out there or whatever, but it's just like, he would definitely be in his late thirties, early forties. So, you know, that's, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the superhero. Mm -hmm. That's not the, the plucky young teenager going through all this bullshit. So, (laughs) yep. So, which is what I was trying to write. I'm like, because that's what I want to see. I want to see a 40 year old woman who's, you know, she's she's kind of, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I already lived through being a teenager and angst and trying to find my way and learn who I am and all that crap. I don't want to do it again. But yeah. I kind of have to. And what does that look like when you've had, you know, a half a life of experience and you're already in the middle of your life and, you know, you're so different than what you were. And see, that's an that is an interesting story, like you said. They maybe maybe they did all this stuff when they were younger and put it aside, and now they're having to go back to it. And what is that life now? Like, how do I do, can I go? Can I even go back to that? Do I want to go back to that? Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we've been going for almost an hour, so it, do y'all want to skip the last question, or y'all just want to run through it real quick? My last one is pretty easy. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> All right, well, let's just do that real quick. Uh, uh, Ray, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? A kitchen reno. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just working away at the kitchen still. Um, the cabinets, uh, the bases on the one side are completely done. With So the complete surround is done as well as the, the kick, the toe kick. kick. Uh, so that's all done as well. Um, the... I have to put one more panel up, but I before I do that, I'm going to start working on the uh, the countertop. Oh, okay. uh, so the countertop on there's three countertops that I can put on without having to mess around with this other one. So uh, I think that's going to be my game plan, and then that'll leave me with uh, putting in the kitchen sink and the uh, dishwasher. dishwasher. Uh, and once that's like plumb pull it all in and make sure it's all good then we start getting the kitchen back together so it's <laughs> the drawers and all that other stuff can happen out of that so. yeah yeah you get that so should be fun should be, should be interesting mm-hmm. what about you chris what have you been doing so it is kitchen stuff and then ray just put on the one piece of countertop just laid it on top of the cabinet bases just to see and mm-hmm. 
as soon as he put it on and I'm like, oh my God, I love this countertop. Why does it, why does this all look wrong? I need to paint the kitchen a different color. <laughs> it's the wrong color. I look, no. which is, which was kind of the whole point of choosing very sort of neutral, basic, big, hard, like the cabinets and the countertops and the backsplash were all supposed to be sort of this, it could go with anything. Uh-huh. The colors in the countertop are too... Too close to the wall. It's not too close to the wall. It's just throwing everything off for me. It's the wrong colors. So we talked about that. And I'm going to paint it green. Do <laughs> 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 before, and I was working against my instinct. I was like, you don't need a green kitchen. Everybody's got a green No, 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 no. Paint it something fun. Paint it something different. Nobody will see that coming. And then I did, and I did like it originally, and I do love that color. With everything that was there originally. With yes. everything that right. was there but now that that countertop's going to be in there and i'm just like it is so much cheap it's 50 bucks to buy a gallon of paint it's going to cost us hundreds of dollars to change up more than that to change up these countertops it's not worth it i'm going to change the paint color and i will like it for longer and i'm not going to be like oh there's still something do it absolutely do it so i i'm just gonna i have a little bit of paint left what we're going to do is (laughs) the color that's in our bathroom downstairs i'm going to paint the kitchen that and then the color that's the the um usually anyway just a second just give us two seconds sorry okay um so while they're while they're taking a second um what i've been doing um i've been getting back into school stuff and um Basically, what has uh, the other thing I've been doing has been just trying to take care of my family. Uh, once again, I know I'm going kind of deep, but um, yeah. So, like I said, Christy's grandmother passed away. Um, it's a new reality. It's you know she's you know been part of the family forever. So it's trying to figure out how does that work. What is her grandfather going to do? Um, you know, it's a lot. Um, our friend Jennifer is 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 having some family issues right now. Even though she's actually technically back in clean, I I haven't seen her because she's been having stuff. So I'm hoping I can carve out some time and go visit with her friend. Um, but Lainey and Joseph have moved away, and so that's a new reality as well. It's just uh, so what I've been doing is is uh, adjusting to the new reality of what my life is. Yep. So uh, once again, sorry going a little deep, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. If if you're gonna look at my entire life as a whole, there's been some shifts, and it's like, all right, well, this is the new reality. Let's, who can I help? What do I need to do to kind of get back to? Those are big, that, so. yeah, and they're big shifts too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry to wrap up what I was saying. I have to paint the kitchen a completely mm-hmm. different color. We're gonna swap colors with our downstairs bathroom here. I'm gonna paint that. Although I'm not even sure about that now that I'm talking about it. I was going to say, why don't you leave it if you like the color? I don't know. I just have this thing of like it being too matchy-matchy. I don't like matchy-matchy things. So I don't want, like, I I don't like, so I'm watching this show called Studio McGee and it's on Netflix. Everything is the same. She paints everything white and almost every design that she does. Mm -hmm. And, her every the whole thing is white shades of shades of cloud you know different (laughs) shades of white different variations of white shades of cloud it's very airy and it's lovely Uh but i i'm not that person i like things that mix and match and to have you know 
the kitchen the same color as the bathroom just feels like too even though there's a wall that separates them and you have to walk around to go in there um it still feels like my kitchen was i believe green apple five and my master bathroom was green apple six or vice versa somewhere around there but literally it was just the slightest shade different and i didn't make that decision i just went with the paint and I was just like, you do realize that, like, now we have to keep two buckets extra sitting around instead of just one. But and then now we're moving to all gray, but whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how life is. You know, it shifts around. You know, at one point you're like, I want every room a different color, and then later on you're like, I want every color, uh, every room the same color, so I only have to keep one damn bucket of paint. But uh, yeah. So, well, that is our show uh, for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like I said, we're we're gonna kind of see how this goes. Um, I honestly kind of like this format, and as we were doing it, I kind of thought this has actually brought up some creative questions that we don't normally hit. I think it may actually work out for us to do this one month to talk to reflect, yep. talk about what we've been doing, what we've been listening to, and what we've been pulling in, and then the next month we can talk about what we're actively putting out there even if it is still kind of chore related at least we're still putting stuff out there so we can have an ebb and a flow yep. so um that's a good idea yeah. okay cool so um well that is our show for the month if you would please give us a five-star rating on itunes google stitcher wherever it is you listen to the show you can find us at epicallygeeky.com where you can find the rest of our shows including the epically geeky show marginally geeky and sustainably geeky uh we're on all the social media at epically geeky as well where can we find you online right the Reluctant Yeti, uh, but again, I, I said it at the last show, I'll say it again, uh, I'm on there for my entertainment, not yours, so. And, okay, no, I have a whole rabbit hole to go down on that, and we talked about that as a group the other day, anyway, uh, that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, Chris, um, <laughs> where, where do we find you online? You can find me here, Marginally Geeky, Applegate Geeky, um, and on Instagram at Moody Midlife, and I... I'm doing updates of the Reno situation. Yes. Uh, and you can always find my individual act, <coughs> individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network.